Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another On Air with Intentional Guy. I'm really excited today because I'm here with Dr. Ray and Jean, and I would try to say their last name, but he said I could just say Dr. Ray and Jean. So that's, how do you pronounce your last name? It's pronounced Cadcodian. Cadcodian. Okay. See, I can actually do that, but sometimes I have a hard enough time with my last name chestnut so uh, <laughs> just please forgive me i'm just terrible with names um i'm i'm excited to have you guys on here because these they are um marriage counselors couples counselors correct yes and i've been looking at a, a lot of your episodes and things like that and and the importance that i saw of bringing you folks on our our show is a lot of times i don't i I, i'm not gonna pick on anyone i'll pick on myself for the longest time i was not cognizant of my relationship i took it for granted and until we had a really bad accident that happened to us uh we had uh a semi truck, a tanker truck fell over the top of us, crushed our car about two years ago. I would say it was uh, during Hurricane Sally, and um, it, it 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 was a nightmare. And, and during that time period, I went through some counseling. And one thing that I found, and I and I heard this in one of your things, is uh, I I really couldn't be anybody from my wife. Because I didn't understand myself, let alone, I didn't even know myself, let alone how am I going uh, to know her. And, you know, I think a lot of people, it, it, it cracks me up, younger people who get married because they think that's, uh, that's going to be the, the redemption to everything and how they don't see the work and the real struggles because relationships are messy. Uh, can be can be messy, and um, but one of the things that I I I have learned in the last couple of years is what I have in my wife and how much I enjoy who she is, and so now I'm learning more of an intentionality towards her, and making sure I you know what we speak. I'm, I tease people a lot. I, I I'm a jokester, and I realized that when I was joking that a lot of times it was in crowds with other people and it was kind of not edifying to my wife, right? Didn't mean nothing by it. But now I'm learning that the words I say and what I do really mean something. Um, but I wanted to just ask you guys a couple questions today and, and have you take a conversation with us um, in the counseling field. What you know? What would you say that you guys deal with the most with couples in your field? Well, I, I would say the number one complaint that couples come to us with is that we have a communication problem. But that's it's such a generalized, you know, statement, you know, because it, it's very uh, unique to each couple as far as where the yeah. communication breakdown is, you know, and what you're talking about, about you know, what we talked about our podcast is that if you are disconnected from yourself and you don't know who you truly are, there's no possible way that you can merge in a committed partnership and right. create what the ultimate connection is. If, Correct. If you were walking down the street and you saw a stranger, could you go have an in-depth conversation with that person? You don't know them at all. And many couples are spending zero time together. They're not investing at all in their relationship. And so how could they have communication? They don't even know each other. And we're so distracted in our world, we don't know ourselves. And we're evolutionary people. We are constantly changing and growing and becoming based on all of our life experiences. And you know, when I was a kid on Sunday, all the stores were closed. You had space and today right. you got 24 hours, something coming at you. You never even stopped to process it. It's just constant flood of things. And our brain likes the path of least resistance. So whatever's moving, we're going to look at. 
and we're going to not pay attention to something sitting and technology is much faster than yes. the human speed. And it takes intentional work to pay attention to your relationship, to yourself, to your health, to all those things. And the distractions really, really tough. And people say, I don't have any time. I said, well, look at your phone. How many, how many hours did you spend on your phone today? Right. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's a, that's a, that has, was a big distraction in our life was we, you go to dinner and we would spend more time. We're sitting across from each other, not even talking. We're into our phones and yeah. we, we've made a, we've made a rule now that we, we put that phone down at dinner time so that we can enjoy each other because we're engaged. You are engaged in something. You mm -hmm. get to choose what you're engaged in. And I, I like that point because you, you just look around and, and I think one of the biggest issues I see a lot of times are people, you said it best. There's a lot of distractions today, technology and everything. I mean, people will spend hours on TikTok and a few moments with their family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very easy to take your relationship for granted. It's very easy to allow those distractions to, to pull you in. That's what the phone is designed to do. That's what all these apps are designed to do is to keep your attention because your attention has become currency in our world today. Yes. The majority of couples are spending their attention elsewhere mm -hmm. and they're not spending that in the relationship. And technology gets better and better at doing it. Like we, we got, I don't know how long it's been since I got this new phone, maybe a year, but I noticed every time I put it down, it goes, eat. And it's not doing anything. It's just, it knows it was put down. And, you know, if your child was doing that to you and you're just going, dad, 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 you would be so annoyed. But as soon as you don't give your phone attention, you feel like you want to have a temper tantrum as a little kid. Like, I want my phone back. It was distracting me. It was lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, from a yeah. biological perspective, neurological perspective, you know, there are bonding hormones that we need to feel and continue to excite in, in within our marriage. And most often couples are waking up and the first thing they touch in the morning is their phone. Hmm. And they have a great excuse to use their phone as, a, as an alarm clock, right? But the first thing you do is once you turn the alarm clock off, you are inundated with all of the messages and the world and everything. And so now you're bonding with the world you're bonding yeah. with everything outside of your your bedroom and your marriage instead yes. of bonding with your partner. And you get this belief that everything should just show up for you and be comfortable and be about you and give to you. And that's exactly opposite of everything that creates a great relationship. Yeah. And I, I liked something that I saw on, on, I watched so many of your podcasts now that I'm, I'm, they're they're bleeding together but i know that one of the things that you ask when you're you're going to have someone in counseling is that they make a commitment to this and i think that's a big issue is we are not committed to one another and we are so like you said the phone is a great instance um because when i was growing up we didn't have that mm -hmm. you know uh at the day Every, like you said, it is designed for our attention and for us to, and we are on that more than we are anything else. I'd like to discuss with you guys how, you know, because one of the, the feedback that I get from a lot of people out there is struggling relationships, struggling marriage. And I think you hit it right. I think some of it's, a lot of it's probably deal with, with communication and, and things like that. But I'm a process guy and I, and I know what I've done uh, to make my marriage work but i know that doesn't work for everybody else but was setting aside sometimes and being intentional in it are there some practical ways that we can address people to to do that because i, I guess i guess one is first let's talk about the commitment because let's be honest not everybody listening to us right now are really committed to the relationship so how do, how do you talk someone into can you talk someone into being committed into that relationship? 
You know, I think that Disney did us a really great disservice, you know, when they first came out with these fairy tale stories that once they got married, you know, they were happily, they lived happily ever after. And that is just not the case. When you make a commitment on your wedding day, you're making a commitment to wake up every single day and work on your marriage. It's not ha happily ever after because you are supposed to evolve you're supposed to grow together. And, you know, when it comes to working on a relationship, it's kind of two pronged. You know, there is the investment piece where you have to feed the relationship, right? Right. It's caring and feeding of a relationship. But then there's also the other prong of, of the work, and that is healing. And a marriage is designed for both people to heal each other. To learn how to heal past wounds that they came into the relationship with Great. and to evolve into something greater than themselves. No. And if we're distracted, we cannot help our partner become a better version of themselves because we're not allowing mm -hmm. ourselves to do that. And if you wanted to go to a personal trainer and work on your health, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to take this snapshot of where you're at. And they're going to say, okay, if you keep doing what you're doing in three years, you're probably going to start seeing some diabetes or you're going to see some heart problems. And they're, they're going to tell you where you're headed, right? And with, with human beings, when we are in a committed relationship that we're invested in and feel safe in on a regular basis, it reduces anxiety. It reduces depression. And you see that's like epidemic anxiety and depression is they, they say the average person has as much anxiety today as a psychiatric patient in 1970. Wow. And, and we're not touching each other and we're not talking to each other. We're not seeing each other. And so one of the first things that, that yeah. we ask a couple to do is to start investing in the relationship by doing something new and exciting together. Because yeah. those two things will, the newness disrupts this dull pattern that they have and they're asleep in their relationship. That's why you say, how do you wake someone up and convince them that it might be a good idea for them to work on the relationship? They don't even know they're asleep. And when you do something yes. exciting and you add that emotion in, because what happens is in our brains, we're designed to look for negative things fast, right? And so you have to respond to a potential problem quicker than smell a pretty flower. And everything about healthy relationships is the pretty flower. And so couples will see all the contempt very fast. You're annoying to me or you, you ignore me or you this or you that. They all sound like that when they first come in. And they never say I. It is so mm -hmm. hard for us to see ourselves and to see what, what is my contribution to this? And because we, we see out, we don't see in unless we have a reflection. We, we don't even know we've hurt our partner. We don't know we are doing things that aren't healthy. We have no reflection. And your partner is your closest reflection. But if you're both distracted, then you don't have to deal with those things. And when couples haven't made those deposits into the relationship, and then they try to spend some time together. All they're going to do is fight. Mm -hmm. And it's the yeah. same fight and it feels bad. And we don't want people to feel bad. That's why go do something new and exciting. Wait for the problems later. We'll teach you that later. But right now, go, go be friends. Yes. And I think you hit it. A lot of people are, they're asleep. They don't, they don't realize this until the bags are packed and someone's walking out the door mm -hmm. and then it's, too late to start doing it because we, we all of our attention has been you know everywhere else and i love the fact that you said let's start something new because that's what happened with us was um was doing something different and you said something else that i really love how do we see the other person and i realized that the other day um that i was it made me feel i think you could, it's nice to feel good when you can see how much value you have in this relationship and, and the value with the other person. That's where I'm at with my wife. Cause 
normally I would be asleep at the wheel. I was one of those husbands, okay? And in the last two years, we've really been working on it. And I've seen a lot of growth in myself. And one of the things was like, the other, my wife does for everybody in the family. Husbands, we're, it's so easy to give that ring to the wife, you know, and she can run the household blindfolded, right? And my wife called me the other day, and I was talking to her, and I could tell in her voice, it just wasn't a good day. And I was like, well, what's going on? Well, I got the, I went to, she went to Starbucks, and she got the wrong coffee. Someone, another person named Amber. So she got a coffee she didn't like, didn't realize that until she got to work. And she realized she only had one sock on. (laughs) And she said to me, and I just remember it was her tone, but she said to me, I guess I'm just destined to have a bad day today. Mm. And, you know, and for the first time, I felt like I was awake in my relationship because that hurt my spirit when she said that. Because, and I was like, I pulled into Dollar General, picked up some no-sew socks for her. I got a gift bag, put it in, put the socks in there with a card. And I went to Starbucks. I had to, I, my wife has a special drink she wants. So I figured out how to hack into her app and get the right drink for her. And I took it to her at work. And the card said, you, de- you deserve to never have a bad day. And that took me hardly nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And that little act, the love that I saw in her eyes back at me, over that was amazing. Mm-hmm. you know. But I think it's because I saw my wife and she knew that, you saw me and you valued me. And it's those small things like that. And I, and I rejoice in that for myself because, I don't know, I wasn't always that guy. And I like being that guy. But it takes getting outside of your, yourself. And when I'm talking to other people, I don't know how you guys do it. Trying to try to get other people to say, you got to look past your own nose for a minute. You are too self-involved in yourself. But then again, is it because they have a lot of unresolved trauma or other things in their life that's why they can't look past it? I don't know. But I love what you said, you know, is I think we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. And if we can't be seen and heard by our significant other, then you have to ask your question. Someone's going to ask the question in that relationship. So why are we together? You know, you, you said something that we hear a lot, right? It's the little things, right? Most couples, the, the last question we ask couples that we're interviewing on our podcast is, what is it that your partner does that you know they love you? And they all say something like a cup of coffee in the morning or something. And the same thing is true on the other side. It is also that easy to turn someone's day into a bad day. Yeah. And carelessly and unintentionally, and we don't know we do, we've done it. And so... You know, you talk about trauma and those are such big buzzwords today. And human beings are designed to go through trauma. Human beings are designed to grow through trauma, which is why you just put a picture up of a huge trauma you went through. And you didn't say, well, now for the rest of my life, I'm going to go sit in the corner and stop living because I went through this thing. And I I like to tell this story, and I think your listeners will really like this story because you probably know the story. It's about this guy, and he's got 12 friends. And one of his friends goes and betrays him in the worst way possible. And then the rest of his friends deny that they know him. And then everyone around him starts telling lies about him. And he says, I'm not even going to defend myself. I, I, I can't, there's nothing I can do here. And they take those lies and they judge him. And they beat him within an inch of his life. And then they say, oh, we're not happy yet. Let's strip you, humiliate you, and parade you through the streets and spit on you. And he falls down and he gets back up. And he keeps going and he falls down again and he gets back up. And the third time he falls down, someone out of nowhere helps him up 
And when he gets all the way to where he's going, he says two things. One, forgive them. They know not what they do. And two, follow me. He says life's hard. He says it. You got to get up again. You got to keep going because if you can, no matter what anyone else on this planet is doing to you. He could have just had a big palace and said, why doesn't everyone come here? We'll all eat and live happily ever after. He doesn't do that. He says, it's hard. You're going to be tempted. There's, there's a thing in this world that is going to want you to go in a different direction. If you don't lose your soul, you win. That's all. That's the whole gist of it. Love each other and have integrity and stay true to yourself. I, I love that. I love that. And and you're right because uh, I think if if anything would be out of this podcast that we can talk to that we can bring out to people is to be ever present in your marriage today look across at the table at the person that you're married to and not let those worst moments in your life, first off, define who you are, but also don't let the worst moments in your guys' relationship define your relationship either. I've learned that we, we're not the sum of our, our worst moments. We get to create new things with each other. And, and we're doing that. We're living our best life right now because our mindset has changed uh, that we're in this for each other. And it's almost like a contest now who can do what more for the other person. Because I, I, I love to see my wife smile. I love to see her joy. I love to, because she's a good person. And I'm, you know, we, we have to come back. Uh, why are... I, I wonder sometimes, and this is probably horrible of me, so don't judge me, but sometimes I look at couples and I'm like, why are they even together? Do they even like each other? And we were probably that couple too. You, you know, that's that a people... great question, Michael. It actually is a <clears throat> fantastic question because we've often said that every marriage ends. We just don't know when or how. Even if a couple's together for 50, 60 years, at some point, someone is leaving naturally from this world and the marriage mm -hmm. is ending. And so if the goal isn't for marriage to be forever, then what is the goal, right? The goal is to learn, to learn about ourselves, to learn about our partner, to learn about this relationship that is the closest that we could have to another human being on this planet physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. That is the potential, right? Because ultimately we go through life alone. Mm -hmm. We go through our experience in our own self. And if we don't have a witness to our life, mm -hmm. then we don't have someone to share that with. And our partner is the closest person that could be a witness to our experience here on this planet. And, and it should be that way. Yeah, the idea of, do these people even like each other? And it really talks to this, where in your life is the energy just so dull and bland and not motivating and not exciting and not passionate? And when you talk about going through life alone, because we have to separate from source to get in these bodies. And so here we are, and no one can ever know what we think, what we feel. And when you're on your phone, you think you're interacting with something, but you're not. Nothing, nothing's there. No one's there. But it feels like it is. And no one knows. I don't know what he's got going on in, in that world and in, in his head. He doesn't know what I have in my world, in my head. And so that distraction, it, it dulls us. And as human beings... We're designed in, in two ways. One is if I don't like something that's happening, what is the problem outside and what is the problem inside? And most couples, they don't want to know what the problem is inside. So whether they like their partner or not, they're probably thinking, I'm probably doing something, so I don't want to have that conversation. Or if I don't like what they're doing, 
they're going to be defensive and angry if I talk about it. So what's the use? And they get very dull. And this idea of having chaos and conflict in relationship to us is, we, we call that fertilizer. And what is fertilizer made of? Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you don't process that stuff in your life that's uncomfortable, then you're just sitting there and it stinks. Yep. Well, I liked one of the episodes. I can't talk about all, all your episodes, but I, I, one of your episodes I like where you guys, you know, you guys utilize the iceberg method a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, how, uh, what is it, 85% is actually underwater of what you mm-hmm. see. And, but we're, of, of what you're dealing with, but what you see on top is only the other percentage. And that's so true in relationships. And I think for me, what that's what kept me isolated and in fear of moving forward because no one knew, knows me better than my, my, my spouse. Right. And so there's a lot of fa- uh, fears in there, but I think counseling was so detrimental for me it was not detrimental was so important for me and i think i see so many especially men uh, but people they see going to a counselor marriage counselor as a failure Mm. um and and that's such a wrong thought process and that's something on here that i want to encourage people because i think that's maybe one of the smartest thing you can do for your marriage if you see it because a lot of times people think well they're just going to be on his side or they're just going to be on her side. And that's, that's not what marriage counseling is. And would you guys mind just taking a few minutes and, ex- and explain what the benefit of the, of what marriage counseling could do for someone who's listening to our show today? So I, I kind of have to do a little caveat here because we feel that marriage counseling can be very helpful depending. And you, you know, when you think about, um, human beings, we grew up in, in tribes and villages and communities. Mm-hmm. And if a young couple was struggling, who would they go to in the community? You know, they would go to the elders. Right. And the elders would have experience in having a relationship together, and they would be able to offer that experience to the young couple, help them go through whatever challenges that they're going through, because they've had that experience. Well, our communities have become diluted. And in many ways, we don't have community anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. So marriage counseling was born out of that, you know, the the disillusion Mm. of community, whereas now who do I go to, you know, and that is what the premise of marriage counseling is, is that there's a person as an elder with experience is able to help guide you through the challenges that you are naturally going, going to go through in your relationship. However, in the field of marriage counseling, 80 to 90% of marriage counselors are female. Most of them, a lot of them have high rates of divorce. Um, and what happens is that 80%, 90% of marriage counseling is driven by the, the wife. Hmm. So now ultimately, when the couple walks into the room, there's a gender bias that's occurring, right? The male is outnumbered. And the stereotype of marriage counseling is that, you know, there is a problem, right? Because typically couples wait a minimum of six years before they actually seek outside help. So by that time, yeah, there's a very big problem that's going on. Mm -hmm. Now, most people don't know that marriage counseling, traditional marriage counseling right now has the worst success rate across the board of all therapies and actually can contribute to divorce. And so when we say that marriage counseling is beneficial, it is if you find the right therapist. Correct. If you find the right guidance, right? Yes. When we we started out in the field, we were therapists like that. We were individual people that were sitting in front of a couple. And our personal experience was that felt horrible and wrong. It, It didn't feel effective. It didn't end the way we wanted it to. You felt like you were refereeing. We call it the Jerry Springer effect where people Mm -hmm. are just coming in and they're just airing their stuff and they think they're right. And what we know is they're not, they're both right and they're both wrong. And, and then, so we are like, we could do this better. And so we decided to start working with couples as a couple. And what we learned is that this is not about 
refereeing an issue. It's about what is the depth under there that it manifests in this way. And that's what we help people see. And we know we have never seen a relationship that wasn't a 50-50. And that means that we each have 50% responsibility for the condition of that relationship. And we're each contributing equally to what it looks like in our own ways that we're making decisions. And we don't know what we're doing. We, we can't see it. So we see this very developmentally. And so if your role models, your parents, role modeled a relationship to you, it was a parent-child relationship. Hmm. And then you get into your relationship and you're still parent-child because that's all you know. And our goal is to help people have these mature, uh, uh, independent, autonomous people coming together as adult relationships in this mature way that, you know, when you saw your wife and she got the wrong coffee and she was having a bad day, you could have easily said, just get over it. Just get right. over it. You know, people have real problems in the world and that's nothing. And instead you saw her, her soul, she was hurting. Hmm. And people like to stop at the anger and anger. If you come out with some, someone with anger, you're going to get anger back. Yeah. But when you come at them with vulnerability, you're going to get vulnerability back. And you said something, you said, it hurt my soul to see her in pain. Yeah. And the defense of that is shut up, get over it. Now you've created a problem in my world. And instead you took that emotion and you went, oh, my person's hurting. What can I do to help her feel better? Yeah. And when we start yeah. doing that with our partner, instead of taking it personally, instead of reacting, because that's in our nature to do, right? Then, yes. then we start to have a very alive and beautiful relationship that's being fed as opposed to something that we're both killing. Yeah. So when we meet with couples, Gene and I, I'm, I'm working with the husbands and Gene is working with the wives individually. Great. And then we come together, the four of us. And now we are teaching them the skills and tools in order to be able to overcome their communication issues, right? To be able to see the 85% going on under the water in their partner, you know, to see those iceberg moments, as, as we say, you know, when your wife went and had start had a start of that bad day and didn't get the right coffee and didn't have a sock on her foot and everything that is an iceberg moment it is an, an emotion that is being as bringing up something from the past right mm -hmm. anytime we have an intense emotional reaction to something going on whether it's our partner saying something or doing something or something that's happening in our environment that is an iceberg moment it's pulling on an, a very old wound and if we're able to start seeing that in our partner, then we can help them heal it. Mm. And that is what we teach. That, that's great. One of the things that we noticed is when we're working with a couple an hour a week, they're taking this little tiny break from their life and they're going into this place of depth, soul work, and then they're going right back into their life. And it's, it's hard for them to feel the payoff of the work for a bit, for about five or six weeks. That's kind of what we've noticed. And so we also created a home study course so that now it's not just one hour a week. And the home study course is done together. It's set up like date night. So during that, they're learning about themselves. They're learning about who they are, how human beings are designed and what are things you can have in your relationship and where to look at and what conversations to have to get more depth into your relationship together, not with your therapist, but with your partner. And then we noticed that we started creating weekend intensives because now you're taking a break, a four day break from all of that and doing a really deep dive into having fun with your partner, zero distraction, and talking about those tough things that would ultimately lead to an argument and you stopping couples work hmm. because it's so 
that doesn't feel good. But nope, let's stay in it. We're going to stay in it all the way through to the other side. And you feel that good payoff within those couple days. And that's what gets people really excited about staying in uh, their relationships and doing the work. Well, I really appreciate everything what you guys are saying because I, I like the fact that first off, you what you said about counselors, because you're right. We have to be discerning in who we go to um, because, you, I mean, you gave this the stats right there, uh, you know, of success rate. We want to be successful where we go. I've seen a lot of, I've been to some counselors that I'm like, I don't know where, where they, we, we were definitely not had the same values or goal systems in place for sure. And, um, but I, I, I noticed, so I've been to your website quite a bit and you, you're talking about the, is there some things on your website? And I want to, pull that up for just a minute for everybody but is there some things on your website that uh, the this intensive training that you were talking about that they could go to um and some do you do online counseling with people or seminars or things like that can you tell us a little bit about that yeah you know work, to work with us personally we have a coaching pro program called couple to couple and that is where we, we coach people all over the world. We're working with them virtually. Um, we do see people in person at times in our clinic in, in Chicagoland area. And, you know, that is really the best way to you know, really tailor the work to your relationship specifically. Okay. And, okay. you know, from couple to couple, then we have these other programs that, you know, Gene was talking about, like the home study course relationship 101. And that's something that a couple can do in their own home. Right. And it's much more cost affordable. Right. And then we have the weekend intensive, which we we really love putting on these weekend intensives because we have found, you know, just the, the payoff of seeing the smiles, you know, that couples have that they're they're, they're kind of cuddling up to each other on the couch by the end of the weekend. And, you know, just, just that payoff of them. But first of all, we take away their phones. So there is absolutely no distraction. <laughs> and, you know, the venues that we find, we, we have a, a new venue for 2023 that's in the Colorado area. And this lodge is beautiful. It's nestled in the Gunnison Mountains. And there are no TVs throughout the entire mm. lodge. Uh, we're going to be able to, you know, do a very intense weekend for 15 couples. Wow. And, you know, all meals are catered and it, it's just a really high end experience, but it allows you to really focus on your partner and your partner alone. You know, and the distractions are gone and and to see couples at the end of the weekend not want to get their phones back. It, it's amazing. You can see on our website the testimony of other people that have gone on the weekend. Yeah. And it's really incredible to watch them come through the door. They're afraid to turn their phones off. They're afraid of that being disconnected from the world. And, you know, if people have situations where, you know, maybe they have um, a, a divorce situation from a prior relationship where they have to talk to their kid at nine o'clock or something, we'll bring them their phone and allow, allow them to do that. But they have our phone number if there's a problem. So, you know, you'll know if there's anything wrong in your world. But right. by the end, they, they come in, they're frazzled, they've been traveling. And we are very intentional about every aspect of this weekend. And so every single room has a balcony with a view, every single room. Wow. And being in beauty is really good for our soul. And I've heard this said that if you look closer and closer and closer at something man-made, you see all the problems. When you look closer and closer at something God made, you see the beauty. And so we're paying attention to what are they hearing when they walk in the room? What are they eating? What are they smelling? On one of our weekends, there was a woman and she had all these dietary things and she saw the menu and she says, I, I can't eat anything. And we said, we're going to have the chef call you and we're going to make sure you have meals every meal. Oh, wow. And that's the kind of detail we want them to have. Well, you guys are making me want to take my wife and and book this. Or do you still have slots that are available? We we uh, do. We have some slots open for 
the first weekend, which is April 20th to the 23rd. And then the next weekend is in October. Yeah, we haven't released those yet. Released the dates yet on that one. Well, the dates are there. We haven't released signing Registration, right. Um, I think okay. it's the 12th or something like that of October. Something like that. Well, let me ask you. So on your website, if someone wants to do that, is that under the couple to couple? Or no, it's no, actually that's the under weekend intensive. the weekend intensive, right? The weekend intensive. Okay. Weekend intensive. And so they can easily go there, look mm -hmm. at some of that and do it. And I, and I love your website because it's very, very easy. Um, so that purple use. button you just passed, that's all they would have to do is click on that. Right there. Yeah. Well, I'll have to send this to my wife because, you know, I mean, it's, it's all about being intentional and in what we're doing. And if we can, you know, we'll spend money on going on a cruise or doing something like that. You know, why not invest in a trip that would be great for our relationship? Because this is who I want to grow old with the rest of my life. This is, you know, I want our life to naturally end, not with one another, not feeling loved and, and leaving. You know, there was a retreat that I went on when I was uh, a teenager. It was called uh, Kairos. And Kairos is is time away with God, right? We have Kronos, we know Kronos, which is our, our clock time, but Kairos is those, is those moments where time doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And you connect with yourself and you connect with God. And there's a concept that we have, we, we teach couples, is called the, the inner sanctum. And this is the most vulnerable you could be with another human being. This inner sanctum is, is, is reserved for the couple and for God. And no one else should be in that place. Yeah. It takes a lot to actually build that, right? Mm. So that your partner can see all of you, your, your insecurities, your deepest, darkest fears. And most often couples allow other things to violate the inner sanctum. They bring in outside people, right? They talk to their mother too much, right? And then their mother's actually in that inner sanctum. They, they have their kids as their emotional support. And so now the kid is actually in that inner sanctum. And it's, it, it doesn't allow the couple to really nurture that, to build it, and to reap the benefits of that safety bubble. And, and some people have never been in their own inner sanctum you well, don't we know only, for themselves yeah and we also only know what what we know right and what i've loved sitting here i have learned so much today just what you just said because without knowing what that is that's what i'm longing for that's the that's what me and my wife right now are longing for and we but we don't we only know what we know right and we know right. that from past experiences i, I also realize why it's so important for me and my wife to get this right because our kids we're modeling this for our children for our kids and their future relationships like that so i love what you guys are building i've really enjoyed this because um you've got some some great resources great things that that i think as people as married couples to be intentional in their lives with each other and can gear them toward. I, I took some of the takeaways that I have today. I always like to have some takeaways when I'm, when I'm talking to people for our listeners is uh, some of the things that we can do now. First off, we, we're going to talk about your website in a minute. We can go there, but remove the distractions. That's some of the things that we talked about today. It was re let's remove some of those distractions. And, and, and the phone just keeps popping up for some reason, doesn't it? I, I, can't, even, I can't imagine. Um, but it could be golf clubs for some people, mm -hmm. right? Work. It, yep, it work. Uh, a grandchild, we had our first grandchild. Oh my goodness, I did not know how that can, how you could love some, someone so much like that. We're, we're five um, weeks away from being grandparents. Oh, it's the best. It's the best thing. I, My name is Poppy and that's my, I, it just melts me, you know. Um but I like something else she said. Let's create something new to do together. 
create something new to do together. And I'm not trying to sound spiritual because I think that's, we spiritualize way too much stuff sometimes when it's practical, easy things. But for me, one of the biggest fear, I, I had a guest on, and one of the biggest fears that I had was praying with my wife. It was something I wanted to do, but I couldn't do. And it's a simple thing, right? You would think it's a simple thing. It's vulnerable. Um, it's vulnerable, right? And um, long story, but we, we, we're doing that now together. That's one of the most intimate and one of my favorite most parts of the day is and and it's because it's something we're doing together yes it's spiritual it's great we're connecting with god and together and i think that goes along with what you what you were saying it, it's i'm i'm realizing there's something i always thought i couldn't be the spiritual leader in my family because this woman knows me better and you know the enemy lies in our head right but but also it doesn't stop there i there's other things that we need to do and i love that because we always need to be creating some new experiences together some new moments together creating new memories i guess you could call it with one another um but that keeps things fresh and exciting and going another was focusing on that other person i love i love the fact that me and my wife see each other now i love that we've been married 15 years and we haven't always seen each other you know, um, and I, and it's funny. I've had some people say, man, I want a marriage like yours. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Getting to where we were, I, we have a good marriage. We are living our best life at the moment, but I want to protect it so bad because we can easily go back to where we were. And we had some rough moments where today I'm so surprised that I'm sitting here having this conversation with you because we didn't see the value in each other. We were two hurting people who came together. Mm-hmm. in the wrong ways and all the i mean it's a it's our story is a terrible story but god can make it beautiful again he can take those ashes and create beauty out of them and that's what he's done with our lives so i want to encourage uh my listeners listening today maybe you're in that marriage and it's not the healthiest or the best but it doesn't have to be that way you know there 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 is hope there's always hope isn't it there's always hope Absolutely. If, if there's a if there's a willing spirit, can you tell us, let's, I want to, before I close, I want you to tell us a little bit about your website, uh, the name of your website and where, where maybe you might recommend, um, my listeners to, to, to go to on your, to, where to start. You can, uh, visit us at couples You can also, uh, listen to our podcast. Our podcast is called couple synergy, real couples, real stories, real relationships. And you can listen to that anywhere that you get podcasts. Especially the episodes of the yellow flags, the red flags, and the blue flag relationships. And we did a green flag episode, too. And a too. green flag. Yeah. I, I saw that, and I haven't listened to that yet. And I, it's piqued my interest. I'm like, what's a green flag? <laughs> um, well, I have listened to your I'm, – I'm a big – I like podcasts. I, I'm one of those that work from home, and I like the fact that I can listen. I listen to other podcasts, and I love finding great things, uh, good podcasts where you can find some people who have great knowledge. And I, what I love about what I've seen from your guys' podcast is it's really authentic. It's real. It, it doesn't feel – in no way do I see – a, a, a fakeness in you and you guys I, I love your desire to want to help other couples and I like that you you share the truth and some of the things that I've I've listened to I was like wow that's dead on with it so uh, I really want to encourage we'll put links in our to your website and everything else for those for people to go look at and do that uh, once again Dr. Ray and Gene I want to thank you for being on our our podcast today i this was a great episode i really feel like um our listeners are going to be able to keep coming back to this but also it gives us another avenue to be intentional and to to move forward and a a new place a new resource that you're providing for us and i i thank you for that and for what you guys had said and before we close here today is there anything you'd like to say before we close to our audience that might be in that marriage crisis right now. You know, one of the things when, when you were talking, I, I heard you were talking about the inner sanctum mm. and relationship 101 is actually a blueprint 
to create your inner sanctum. And I don't think I saw it that way before you said that. So I would really encourage the the relationship 101 is it are things that everyone should know. And the, there are eight modules and the first six would be a great thing for every couple before they got married. Yeah, wow. and Change, what, game changer. What I would want to say to couples out there is that, you know, you don't have to just sit in pain. You don't just have to tolerate, you know, a miserable experience. And you don't have to just feel alone as much as you do. Hmm. There are ways to change that, right? We are supposed to go through difficult and challenging situations to learn something from it. And if we don't learn from it, then we just continue to wallow in it. And that's just, that is just not a, a pleasant experience. And it's not what we're designed to do. So there are resources out there. This, this podcast is a great resource, right? I, I think it's really awesome. There are a lot of guys now that are looking to change things and not be the traditional stereotypical male in this world, right? And they are looking to evolve into something better and meet their partner halfway and become that partner that they want to be. So that it's just for, really awesome. Thank you. And for me, you know, that one of the reasons why I did it was because uh, I didn't always, you can't always go on your past experiences because some of, like you said about the tribes, not all of those are healthy. And so yeah. sometimes we need, we, we got to go find healthy ways to become a better version of ourselves. And we have to be intentional. We have to be, and I like some of the things you brought up. We have to be cautious too. We just don't go to just anybody. We need to research them. We need to look at them. We need to listen to them and make sure that what they're saying is sound and is good advice because there is a lot of bad advice out there on the internet today. Mm -hmm. So be careful as you do it. But once again, thank you guys so much for being on our show. And to my audience out there, I just want to tell you until next time, just keep being intentional. We'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm.